Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. Well, as I say sometimes, before I start preaching, I want to say something. Um, first of all, it's nice to see you. For those of you who are online, we see you. (laughs) That'll show you. Uh, We actually don't, but we're glad you're with us today. And this time has sort of taught us how to be in fellowship with people we don't see. Of course, being in fellowship with something we don't see is kind of what we do, isn't it? We are all in fellowship with something we don't see. And yet we believe. I wanted to say something about the the little announcement uh, about the search committee and the call to pray about that. Um, I have been someone who caused search committees to be created. And I have been someone who was searched for um, and not found. And I have been someone who was searched for and found. So I want to just say a, a little bit about the process of being the church in transition. Uh, first of all, churches that move toward transition are, are put in that situation because of changes in the life of the person who's been preaching for them. And our, and our prayer is that for all of the things that are going on in Colin Packer's life, and I've known, I've known Colin Packer, I think, before there was a Colin Packer, because uh, I've known Barry Packer and, and, uh, Diane a long time. But, but what God is doing in his life, we want to pray God's blessing on that. We want to pray God's blessing on him and, and whatever happens next. He is going to have a long and productive life. We've been a part of it. We want it to go forward and be fruitful and be blessed. This is a part of the generosity of the church, thanking God for who has come, blessing them as they move along in their missionary journey of life. Uh, the other part of this is in the interim, as was so clearly stated, uh, God is with us. Uh, we are, we are still, um, a church. We are still the body of Christ. The head of the church is not the preacher. The head of the church is Jesus Christ. And he's not leaving. He's not moving on to a different world or a different fellowship. The Lord Christ is with us. He's with us. And, and then the, uh, the third aspect of that is while we are blessing the one who is moving forward, And while we are feeling blessed as God's people in this place, we are also aware that the situations that are already going on, the situations that are already going on that create the openness in another minister to consider coming here, that those situations are not all great. 
It's not like somebody wakes up in the third and bug tussle Church of Christ and goes, I think I will be open to moving. I just think I will. I, I think that my wife and her friends and all of that are easily uprootable. And my children with all of their friends in school, though they could leave those. I, th- I just think I'll just be ready to go. That's usually not the way it goes. Usually there's, usually there's ripples in the water. Usually there's rocks in the blankets. You know, there, there, there's something going on that says, I think I'm available to move. I had, I had an elder with me at a church I was in, and he was not only elder that was the meanest elder, he was the elder who was in the office every, every day. And so the person in the church that I would least want to be with, this is really tacky, isn't it? You shouldn't talk like that. Listen. Uh, the person that I would probably least want to be with, you know, that I love you, but I don't like you thing. He was there every, every Monday morning to help me dissect the sermon. And after two and a half years of sitting on that griddle, I, it occurred to me, I might want to go someplace else. I just might. And I just did. And uh, so we need to pray in a comprehensive way for whatever is causing indigestion in the one who might want to come our way and, and, and whatever is causing their heartbreak, whatever is causing them to be available. And then pray also for those who are, would really like to come and won't get chosen. Not getting chosen is... Not fun. You know, we like you. We're just looking for somebody better than you. (laughs) We know you've got a nice family, but you know, not here. That's hard to hear. And so we want to be a church that welcomes warmly the one who comes and deals gently and benevolently with those who interview and send in things. And, and, and I just want to call for the search committee. Always call people back when you're through and tell them we found somebody. Sometimes you sit out there for months wondering if anybody's still interested in you and they, they hired somebody months ago. You're still looking at your wife going, I don't know. Maybe Alan. So I know all these things are true. I didn't make them up. Bless you as you go forward. Hmm. So Lord, bless us now in these minutes to get a vision for what we should become as individuals and as a church, really. Bless us as the people who are a part of the church of the New birth, the church of the eternal life, the church of the Holy Spirit, the church of the kingdom of God, the church of Christ lifted up, the church of the light. Help us as people compelled by the 
death and resurrection of Jesus and called to be ambassadors of reconciliation in the world. Help us to become what you want us to be. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Paul writes this letter to Rome. It's a great letter. Uh, Oddly enough, it's called Romans. Um, In this, he writes eight strong chapters. And then he has this, I think I need to talk about what God is doing with the Jews and the Gentiles, especially the Jews. And so after he gets through with that, those marvelous lines about we are now more than conquerors through Christ, he goes, squirrel. And he begins to talk about the Jews and the Gentiles. And, and so in chapters 9, 10, and 11, he says some really great things. And then in chapter 12, he goes, and now back to our sponsor. That's what I think. Because if you read right out of the end of chapter 8, you read right out of the chapter, end of chapter 8, into the beginning of chapter 12, it is a marvelous. We are now conquerors through Christ. We've overcome death and, and disease and all of this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. People will say that this is where Paul moves from the the teaching to the words about practice. That's right. From the what's so to the so what. That's true. And he does it in this marvelous way. He says, now you've received all this. And and we could go back, and if you've got time in the next eight minutes to, to, to let me preach all the way through Romans 8, beginning in chapter one, uh, then we could really set a frame. But the people who have been saved by grace through faith, the people who've been justified in Jesus Christ, the people who've been washed in the blood, the people who are not going to continue in sin that grace may abound, but have been buried with Christ and raised with Christ and are now slaves of Christ. These people, these people are called to become something. Hmm. When I was a kid, I started out giving little, they called them talks because you were in this little class where they were developing your skills and, and I could, I could talk. And so they gave you this outline and it was, you're going to, you're going to hear. Faith comes by hearing 
and, and you were going to repent. I repent, every one of you. And you were going to confess with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And you were going to be baptized. You learned how to do that when we, I called it the one, two, three, four splash talk. Um, and, and in this talk, the last point was very quickly to say, and live the Christian life and go to heaven. It was really very much like us in those days that I was doing that in the mid 1960s, earlier than that, 61, 62. Because we were very uh, baptism oriented and that's good. You must be born again. You must be born again and to be united in baptism with Jesus Christ and raised to walk in newness of life. And when we sang just as I am a while ago, flashback. Only we left out eight verses. And the story of the boy who was going to the church to be baptized, but was hit by a train. But um, that's a, some of you probably heard that story, but. But I, but we made in that little talk, I made such short shrift of and lived the Christian life. But that's what Paul wants to talk about now. He says, now, as those who have been brought into Jesus Christ, who have been given the Holy Spirit as the down payment of the life to come, and with the Holy Spirit in you, helping you pray, and with it true about you, that God is at work and at all things for those who love him and walk with him, now you are called individually and corporately to become something. And he says, I want you, I want you in view of God's mercy, not just on your own, but because of what God has done for you, I want you to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. I don't want you to come and die, but I want you to see yourself as a priest in the one hand, walking into the temple of God and in your arms, offering to God, in your arms is your very self. You're not like Abraham taking his son up the mountain. You are offering God your very self. Sort of what Jesus did. You offer the Father his very self and we are asked to offer up our very selves He says, this is your meaningful, logical, rational, holy, priestly service. It's what you do as a Christian. What you do as a Christian is you offer yourself up to God as a living sacrifice. That's what you do. And you do this individually and you do this as a group, as a church. We are offering ourselves up as a sacrifice. We are not giving ourselves trophies of glory, we are offering ourselves up as a sacrifice. And he says, in order to do that, you need to have a focus. He says, do not be conformed. Don't be shaped. Don't be modeled into the shape of this world. Because if you are modeled into the shape of this world, you cannot become 
a meaningful sacrifice to God. Because the things of this world will not bring God glory and honor. So he says, I want you to be, to be transformed. We could lean on this a lot, but he's, he's not saying, I want you to transform yourself. He said, I want you to be transformed. When you unpack what that means is, I want you to submit to God's desire to change your life from the inside out and the outside in. We could read further. God is putting his Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit gives gifts. The Holy Spirit bears fruit. God is at work in us. God is at work in us. He's making something of us. He says, I want you to to be transformed. And that word transform, you've probably heard, is the word metamorphosis, which may go, ooh, now I can go on a game show. But metamorphosis is the same word that is used in the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus changes from his human form until he's seen suddenly in his glory. It says he changed, he metamorphosized, he changed in his glory. We are called to allow ourselves to be transformed in a powerful way. One way to say that is we are asked to make ourselves available for God to do what only God can do. Somebody can get up and say, I need, you need to be more holy. You need to be more holy. You need to do this. You need to do that. What I would say is, yes, you must desire what God may do in you, but you, we are going to have to make ourselves available to God for what only God can do. So I'd like to give you some homework. You've probably done this. I can imagine this has been done in this church before. I want you to spend some time this week. I'd just love for you to spend some time this week in some quiet. In some quiet. I'd like for you to spend some time in some quiet and in your mind, in your inner heart, I would love for you to to offer this prayer. Lord, be merciful to me. Lord, be merciful to me. And then I want you to, to just think, make yourself available to God for just like two or three minutes, five minutes, four minutes, an hour, whatever. In silence, Lord, be merciful to me. What does God tell you about your heart and yourself and the direction your life could go? Caterpillars turn into chrysalis. They turn into butterflies. That's a metamorphosis. You become something that you didn't look like you were ever going to be. 
Our job is not to be more powerful caterpillars. Our job is to submit to the transformative power of God and mount up on wings, not of butterflies, but of eagles. Moved, shaped, formed by the Holy Spirit, offering our lives as a living sacrifice. Let's stand together. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise <laughs> for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Make sure to give us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.